Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you as we join you this weekend from the south side of Chicago and Guaranteed Rate Field where the Guardians are taking on the White Sox this weekend in a four-game series that continues on Saturday night and concludes on Sunday afternoon before the team heads to Houston for a three-game series next week. Coming up a little bit later on in our show today... Bo Naylor will join us, the Guardians catcher who had a two-homer game earlier this week. We'll also visit with veteran reliever Daniel Norris and hear from Rob Serfolio, a farm report on the minor league system. From Rob, that's coming up later on in the show. But first, a look back at the week in review, and after a loss on Monday to the Royals, 5-3 at home, the Guardians got back on the winning track Tuesday night, a game that was scoreless in the bottom of the third, when Bo Naylor's big day got started. Now the 2-2. Naylor with a drive to deep right center. Away, back, and gone. And it's 1-0 Cleveland. Bo Naylor, home run number three. And that jumped out of here. 19th home run given up by Zach Granke. And Bo Naylor has given Cleveland a 1-0 lead after Granke had retired eight in a row to start this game. The Royals tied the game with a run in the top half of the fifth inning, but in the bottom of the fifth, the Guardians regained the lead with a runner in scoring position for Will Brennan. Here's the pitch. Swung on, line drive, center field. It's sinking fast and falls in. Rounding third, heading for home is Bell. He will score. And Brennan comes through. The Guardians retake the lead 2-1. to one. Will Brennan continues to sizzle in general, and especially so against Kansas City as he drives in run number 27 on the season with a sharp single to center. And then later on in the inning, it was Bo Naylor going deep one more time. Now the 3-1 pitch. There goes the runner, and the pitch is swung on. Lifted high in the air to deep right center, and it is a home run for Naylor. A two-homer game for Bo Naylor. And his two-run shot makes it 4-1 Cleveland. 
So another first out of the way for Bo Naylor, his first multi-homer game in the major leagues. Meanwhile, on the mound for the Guardians, Aaron Savali gave up just that one run in the fifth inning and was dominant otherwise working deep into the game. Now the 2-2. Swing and a tamper to the mound. Savali checks third, goes to second one. He meant to still turn two. How about that? Oh, what a play by Savali. A chopper to the mound. He turned, looked at third. Waters froze, fired a strike to Jimenez at second, who doubled up Garcia. And Garcia runs well. He grounds the first pitch to short. Gobbled up by Arias. Cannon throw to first, and the inning is over. What a job by Aaron Savali. Five to one Cleveland in the middle of the eighth. And then in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe came on to finish things up. Now the payoff pitch. A swing and a chopper to second. Jimenez gloves, throws, ball game. And the Guardians have even the series and a win apiece. Just a dominant performance tonight by Aaron Savali and a pair of bombs by Bo Naylor. And it's a 5-1 to one Cleveland win. So a nice win to square the series at one win apiece for the Guardians Tuesday night. On to Wednesday afternoon they went, and it was a quick start for the Guardians offensively in the first inning as Andres Jimenez reached, and then Jose Ramirez came to the plate. Now the 2-1 delivery. A swing and a drive to deep right. Away, back, and gone. And it's 2-0 Cleveland. Andres Jimenez touches home plate. Jose taking his time strolling around the bases. That is number 15 for Jose Ramirez, and it gives him 59 RBIs. In the second, Gabriel Arias got it started with a base hit, stole second, and that made way for Stephen Kwan. The 0-1, a swing and a floater into center field. This is trouble. Base hit. Hitting third, coming home, Arias. Isbell's throw to the plate, one bounce, slide, tag, out at the plate! Arias slid between the legs of catcher Freddie Freeman. When's the last time you saw that? What a great one-hop throw to the plate by Kyle Isbell. Quan goes to second on the throw to the plate, and Tito is going to come out and challenge this call. After review, the runner is safe. So gives Stephen Kwan an RBI, plus he's at second on the great throw to the plate. 3-0 Cleveland, one out here in the second. Another run in the third on a bases loaded walk to Kwan made it 4-0 Guardians. And then in the fourth, Ramirez delivered again. The pitch to him, and he swings and drives one. Right center field, it's hit well, and it is a home run! Jose Ramirez! He just cleared the wall in right center for his second home run on the day. Number 16 on the season. 5-0 Cleveland. And Jose Ramirez, who had, by his standards, slowed down a little bit. Starting to get it rolling again. Look out. As we have seen in the past, when he gets hot, he can carry this club and it's that kind of day today for Jose Ramirez. Later on in the fourth with a runner on, it was David Fry's turn. 
Here's the pitch to Fry. He swings and drives one high in the air to left. This one's bleacher bound. Home run, David Fry. It's a two-run shot for Fry, and the Guardians now lead it 7-0. Number four for Fry, who continues to impress. He has earned the playing time, and it's not going away anytime soon if he keeps this up. And Kansas City broke up the shutout bid with a run in the fifth, but the Guardians got that run right back in the sixth, courtesy of Tyler Freeman. Two out, two on, sixth inning, the next pitch. And Freeman sends a liner into right center. That's a base hit. That'll score Ramirez. On his way to third is Brennan. And Tyler Freeman, another one of those reserves, getting a chance to play, delivers an RBI single to right center. And Cleveland now has an 8-1 to one lead. 8-3 to three would be the final score as the Guardians took two out of three games in the series against Kansas City. After the game, it was on to Chicago to open up a new series on Thursday night against the White Sox. And once again, it was a quick start for the Guardians' offense as Stephen Kwan led things off in the first inning with a double. And that brought Andres Jimenez to the plate. There's a swing and a line drive down the right field line. That's a fair ball. A couple of hops up against the fence. That'll score Kwan into second with a double is Andres Jimenez. And the Guardians grab the early lead. 1-0 Cleveland. The top of the order was back at it in the third as Quan and Jimenez both singled, and then Josh Naylor extended the lead. There's a swing and a liner down the right field line. That's a fair ball into the corner. Extra bases for Naylor. Quan has scored, being waved around, heading for home is Jimenez. He will score. It's a two-run double for Josh Naylor, and the Guardians are now in front 3-0. For Naylor, it's his 23rd double. He now has 78 runs driven in. So he has moved into sole possession of third place in that department. Two batters later, Will Brennan came through with a clutch base hit. The 2-1. Swung on, line drive, base hit, right field. Headed for third, being waved around is Naylor. Here comes the throw. He slides. He's safe at home plate. Into third goes Bell. Moving up on the throw is Brennan to second. And Brennan gets the job done with an RBI base hit. The Guardians now lead it 4-0. But the White Sox battled back thanks to two home runs by Jake Berger, a solo shot in the third, and a two-run blast in the fifth. It was a one-run game at that point, 4-3 Cleveland, and stay that way until the seventh. That's when the Guardians got it going again with a runner at second and Josh Naylor batting. The set, here it comes. Breaking ball, tap back to the mound, and on through. It trickles into shallow center after hitting the second base bag. Scoring is Jimenez, and racing to second with a hustle double. On a dribbler back through the box is Josh Naylor. 5-3 Cleveland. One more run came in the eighth inning, and again it was Naylor at the plate, but this time it was his little brother Bo. The 1-0 swung on, ripped under the glove of Grandal, the first baseman. That trickles into right field. Scoring is Arias. Aboard at first is Naylor. And the Guardians lead it 6-3 on the RBI single by Bo Naylor. Then in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe was on to close things out. Classe ready to work again. The 2-2. 
called strike three. He locked him up with a hundred mile an hour cutter. And Class A ends it. The Guardians win it by a final score of six to three here in Chicago. So a nice start to the series in Chicago, but on Friday night, it was all White Sox as they shut out the Guardians 3-0. That sets up things for the weekend. Saturday, a 7-10 first pitch. Sunday, 2-10 first pitch from Chicago. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from the younger nailer, Bo Nailer. That's next as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Well, folks, you've waited for this. Don't let it slip by without being a part of it. At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. The final horse now in the gate, and they're off. They're starting off with a double toe loop jump, leaving a difficult 7-10 split. As there's movement on the inside rail. Only nine pins separate them now as they head to the final quarter mile. They're neck and neck. It's down to the last frame. Here comes the actual jump. They bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Win, strike, savings, gold. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now the set, now the pitch to Freddie Fermin. The runner takes off. High throw on a pitch out. Throw to second by Naylor. He still got him! Wow, what a play by Naylor. He called a pitch out. Stefan didn't throw a pitch out. He just threw it high over the plate. Naylor had to lunge back to grab it. Spin around, throw to second, and threw out the runner. You may never see a better throw out than the one we just saw from Bo Naylor. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago, where the Guardians are taking on the White Sox this weekend. Bo Naylor, well, he'll be a key behind the plate each game he plays, and we caught up with him recently the day after his two-home run game against Kansas City earlier this week. Now, Bo has battled through some ups and downs at the plate so far in his big league career, but he said it's great to see some of the hard work he's put in in the cages paying off uh just i feel like it's just kind of like staying um staying uh diligent and you know making sure that everything that i'm working on in the cage and um in my approach you know just kind of continuing that and just continuing to try to refine it and yeah kind of kind of played yesterday and the guardians have the a team of hitting coaches uh, who's especially helpful for you that that you maybe lean on and go to when when you need to Honestly, I feel like I can go to all of them. You know, they're all, they've all been super welcoming. Um, you know, made the transition really easy, um, and, and I'm very comfortable with all of them. I feel like we all bounce uh, ideas off of each other uh, really well. So I'm, I'm I'm comfortable going anywhere there. And the home runs come off of of Zach Greinke, and I'm not sure how much of a fan you've been of the game over the years, but obviously, but you know of his track record. And uh, what's it like facing someone like that? 
who's been in this game for so long and, and has a variety of pitches. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, you know, I feel like it's hard to uh, not realize, you know, the kind of player that you're facing on the mound up there. Um, you know, a lot of talent and ha- has had an incredible career to this point. Um, you know, just super grateful to have been able to, like, share the field with him. But, yeah, you know, kind of going up there, um, you know, I feel like each guy, like, have a lot of stuff out of mind and just kind of focus on the things he can control. We were talking in the booth. We can hear him grunting up in the booth, <laughs> several levels above. Is that distracting at all as a hitter? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I realize it in the middle of the pitcher, like, just afterward. Um, but it, it, it is something different I haven't experienced before. Well, I know uh, so much of what you do is, is behind the plate, and you had a chance to catch Aaron Sabali last night. What was he doing that was so effective, again, against Kansas City? Commanding all of his pitches, um, you know, knowing when to stay in zone with it, go strike to ball. Uh, little things like that throughout the count are things that kind of helped him, you know, go so many innings, uh, which was uh, very huge for him, the bullpen, and, you know, just the, the team. And obviously your time up here has been short so far in the major leagues, but um, explain your background with him in terms of experience and knowing what he likes to throw. Yeah, over the years uh, I've had uh, some uh, some stints with him in like a rehab start, whether it was in Akron or in uh, Columbus. Um, so, yeah, you know, through every start I feel like I've uh, been getting more and more comfortable, like kind of, you know, being back there, catching him, understanding how he works, the kind of stuff he likes to sequence together. And, you know, it's been playing really well. So I'm just continuing to try to get uh, to know him and, you know, all the guys a lot more. Team-wise, coming out of the break, it's been a battle. I know pitching-wise, they're, they're scrambling to try and keep it together. But the team's hanging around. Last night late, the, the Twins lost, and, and you pick up a game on them. How much of, of that is awareness-wise is in that clubhouse right now, and how much of it is just trying to focus on, on playing good baseball? I think I think uh, a lot of it is on just playing good baseball, no matter what situation we're in um, in the game or, you know, uh, who we have, you know, what kind of things we're dealing with. Um, I think the the constant mindset is just, you know, making sure that we're going out there, we're playing hard, and we're trying to we're trying to win ball games. Um, you know, I don't think that we ever have the mindset that we're down and out, or um, you know, if we're lacking something that you know we're at a disadvantage because this team is a team that never wants to quit, and you know they're going to play every pitch, uh, every inning as, as hard as they can to win. That was a good one last night for you and the team. Thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you so much. That's Bo Naylor. Young catching prospect. Not a whole lot of teams have really promising young catching, but the Guardians do, and Naylor is making some nice strides both at the plate and behind the plate. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from veteran reliever Daniel Norris. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. This thing is far from over. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
swung on and popped up. Shallow left, out goes Arias, and the shortstop makes the catch to retire the side. Nice inning for Daniel Norris. Sets him down in order. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you in Chicago, where the Guardians are playing the White Sox this weekend. Daniel Norris pitched in the game on Friday night against the White Sox and uh, pitched well again. He did allow a run in two-plus innings after a two-inning scoreless stint in relief on Monday night against Kansas City. He spent most of the season in the minor leagues, but he says now that he's back in the big leagues, putting together some solid efforts on the mound is a big confidence boost to get the job done when his name is called. Yeah, it was. You know, I've been on, uh, you know, both sides of that where um, just as a starter and as a reliever, it's like those are the innings that could seem meaningless to, to the naked eye but it's like you know when when a, a bullpen that is so storied as as this bullpen is in Cleveland and you know those guys have been kind of working hard um as the last go of it it's like if, if if anybody can come in and give you a couple innings just to give those guys a day it's like that's that's really important and I was I was very um happy to have my name called to to do that and it's been part of a season where uh, goodness you've had a lot going on Um, and when you look back on it uh, how satisfying is it to be here right now for however long it may be yeah I don't know I mean I don't I don't necessarily chase satisfaction it's more one of those things where you know every every day is an opportunity to to get better and um, and as I told you earlier every day is a blessing and you, you know for me I've um being in AAA for for this year uh, for the first time in a long time has kind of been a really cool experience for me. You know, I think going into the the season, it, it, it could have gone one of one of two ways. You know, and for me, I, I kind of was like, hey, like you know, you haven't been in this situation in a while, but but this is an opportunity for you to grow, and and I f- I feel like um, you know I've done just that. I've really taken each each day. Um, as as a true blessing and just really enjoyed it and I've been having fun and um yeah it's just it's been it's amazing to for me to kind of feel feel how God's working in my life right now and on and off the field and and I've just yeah if anything I've just been having fun what makes it fun at that level while you're there yeah you know it it was kind of like I said it, it was one of those things where I think when you're in the big leagues for a while and you become accustomed to that um, when it's taken away from you per se, it's it's a very like interesting moment where you're like, well, am I gonna be down on myself or am I gonna like really take the game as as it is, you know? And for me, I've just I've just so thoroughly enjoyed every day down there in Columbus with that coaching staff and the teammates, and um, you know, I've just been really like working on myself on the field and off the field and. And it's just it's been it's been great, yeah. And being back up here in the big leagues, it's it, it makes you uh, you know really appreciate every every moment you're here. And Daniel, we're talking earlier. You get to the end of spring training with the Reds, mm-hmm. and it turns out you're released, yep. uh, but you're not out of the game very long. What are those emotions like when you know you go to spring training? You figure you're on a club at least at some level, but it doesn't happen. And, and how did you get through that and eventually end up with Cleveland? Yeah, it was, um, you know, I think spring training, if I'm being, if I'm being, um, 
candid. It was, you know, I signed a minor league deal with the Reds, and I think um, throughout my career, you know, I I'd normally taken spring like. You go in, you, you know you're on the team, and you're you're kind of working on things and going, going and getting ready for the season. And I think signing that minor league deal at that point, you know, with the Reds, I I hadn't really felt that pressure to make the team in a while. So I think as I was going out and pitching in spring, I was feeling a lot of different emotions and pressures that I hadn't felt in a while. Um, so that didn't that didn't bode well for me on the mound and I didn't have a very good spring so ultimately got released and then I had to take a step back and think you know okay like that wasn't very fun but now like if you get another chance with another team like just go have fun you know that's your main goal is to have fun it's not to to go out and pitch perfectly you know and so I think as I got you know the opportunity with Cleveland I I really was like no matter what like results aside just make sure you're having fun and and I have been so yeah it's it's been a really nice um sort of a step back to be in you know to be most of the season with Columbus and just focusing on the day-to-day and like if you have a bad game you know it's like you I think I think you know and I notice it a lot a lot with like younger guys and and triple a it's like all they want is to be in the big leagues but when you're on that route it kind of it's really easy to lose sight of your day-to-day at that time and so if anything I've really relished the opportunity to sort of talk with some of the younger guys and and help them realize like yeah you know you, you will get to the big leagues one day, you know, but it's not necessarily by your timing. You know, a lot of moving parts, a lot of different people making decisions. But the only thing you can control is your day and where your feet are. And, you know, in helping younger guys with that, I'm helping myself too. And, and that's where it's, you know, you have to really focus on where you're at because it's so easy to keep up. You know, I see guys looking at box scores up here and it's trying to trying to figure out you know when their time might be and the reality is we don't know you know and um so that's been uh that's been good you know kind of helping guys like you know focus on your craft here you know because if you do get that call up to the big leagues you want to be you want to make sure you're firing on all cylinders and you want to make sure you earn that you know you don't want it to be um just kind of one of those things where you go up there and you're wondering if you're ready it's like no you need to know that you're ready and that way you get up there and stay there and so yeah that's kind of been my focus on myself too is like I want to you know I going back to spring I didn't feel super good on the mound so I was like I know I need I need time to get better and you know I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to come up here and help out for however long and you know it's uh every day is a blessing great perspectives thanks a lot for coming by and sharing of course yeah my pleasure a great story daniel norris and a great perspective on time spent away from the major leagues by norris really for the first time in a long long time in his pro career stay with us we'll hear what's going on at the minor league level from rob serfolio the director of player development when we wrap things up on guardians weekly after this timeout Progressive knows we're all trying to save right now. Hey, at least we're still enjoying baseball on a Saturday night, right? Even if it is T-ball. Yeah, but tickets to the majors are just so expensive now. And who knows, maybe we're seeing a pro in the making. Sure, in like 20 years. 
How is he safe? Boo! This up stinks! Um, the ump is only 14. We don't really do that. Oh, my bad. You're doing a great job, ump. Progressive offers you savings without sacrifice. So save big when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. It's our final segment of Guardians Weekly from Chicago this week. Jim Rosenhouse along with you. And on a regular basis, we like to check in with Director of Player Development, Rob Serfolio. And in recent weeks, he's been all over the place. He went down to the Dominican Republic recently to see the Summer League there and some of the youngest of prospects in the organization. And more recently, just got back from Arizona where he was part of the signing process for the newly drafted players in the recent amateur draft. And he talked about what that first week as professional players is like, not only for the players, but the player development staff as well. Yeah, I mean, first off, it's a really fun time of year. Anytime you bring in new players, you see all the emotions of excitement. Um, It's really a fun couple days. And I think for for the fans out there, the best, comparison is it's almost like you're starting a new job a lot of companies do onboarding for new employees very similar to how we treat the first several days of of putting on the guardians uniform for for these young players so because you have guys coming from high school college very different backgrounds what we try and do is essentially showcase to these guys who we are as an organization what are some of the things that that we believe in the culture that we try and instill from the start and and just make it as easy as we can on these guys making a a big transition in their lives. So it's super exciting just with, you know, guys signing their first professional contract and families in town and all the emotions that come out of that, but also just really fun on our end to kind of put the stamp on the start of their career and do some memorable activities from a, from a team standpoint, we bring in, you know, a lot of people throughout the organization to help us with that. But just a fun time to onboard these guys and, you know, get them going a little bit. And you mentioned the signing process uh, in years past. Uh, for a lot of players, if the scout comes to their home or someone from the organization comes to their home, wherever that may be, and, and they get that done. Uh, in a lot of cases, you had your players out there. And they did it in a major league clubhouse at spring training with their families in attendance. Uh, why is that so important, and why does that work out to be a real fun time for both the player and the organization? Yeah, you know, again, I think it's this is such a memorable opportunity for these guys. It's something that them, their families, that 
hopefully they enjoy long major league careers after this, but they'll talk about this moment for years in their life. So we try and do everything we can to to make it professional, fun, bring in families. You know, we, we put up almost all of the new signees' families at a hotel for a night. We kind of shuttled them back and forth to the facility so they could be there, set up Zoom links for family members that couldn't make it but wanted to watch and tried to really make the moment special. You know, Scott Barnes, our scouting director, talks about that. Mentioned that to the players on Friday out in Arizona, which was enjoy the moment, have people there. Like, this isn't going to take 30 minutes, but make sure you enjoy the moment. Take all the pictures that your family, your parents want. And so I think it's just a cool way to send the signal to you know, these players and their families. And something we talked about is that like we're walking the walk with these guys now in their journey to accomplish their goals and just start sending some of those family vibes um, that we really care about here and think is important to get the most out of our players and staff. So as they get started learning the organization and you get started letting them know what's expected of them, uh, for instance, your first two picks were high school players, uh, a catcher and a, a pitcher. And then uh, you had a kid out of the University of Miami picked very high with the third pick. Uh, how different is it for, for those high school kids, what they're going to be doing the next couple of weeks, as opposed to a college kid? Yeah, we, shocker, you've heard me use this word a lot. We try and individualize everything we do. So, you know, at the start, some of the things that, you know, I talked about in front of the group was from a very zoomed out perspective, like who we are as the Guardians, a lot about like, you know, the makeup of our major league team of, our youth throughout the minor leagues, like the standard of winning that we're really proud of here that we've had since Tito started and try and start instilling some of those thoughts, beliefs, like desire to improve. And then from there, we actually, you know, really dig into getting to know these guys, both physically and fundamentally, both in terms of like what they've been doing the last couple of weeks and their readiness to like quickly jump into gameplay, but also just like what type of athletes are they? what makes them tick, like trying to understand what their goals and career aspirations are. So it's a lot of pieces of information, collecting all of that, and then actually sitting down with the player, working through all that information and creating a plan, both on the physical front and the fundamental front. So high school or college maybe matters like a little bit in terms of the workload they've had so far this year, but more importantly, just kind of matters like specific to the guy, um, regardless of age of what they've been doing, how they you know kind of show through in some of our initial testing to try and get to know these guys so that our plans can be really focused and geared towards some low-hanging fruit, um, some, some objectives that, that we want to get done with them in their first year. It seems like the past couple of years, it's a rarity for anyone to be drafted and then sent to a full-season club to, to finish their season or at least get some action in there. Uh, both Gavin Williams and Tanner Bybee mentioned how beneficial they thought uh, that first year was where they didn't go anywhere and they just built that base. Uh, but it sounds like you might have more players joining some full season affiliates or at least getting some game action this year. Yeah, you know, I think one of the exciting things that we saw with this group is just some of them played deep in the year, whether it was College World Series, their teams had long runs, or even some of the guys that finished high school seasons early, but they kept training. So we we have a lot of guys that we feel like coming in are – are ready to go out and play rather quickly. And there's also just some things with some of the new rules that I'm sure some of the fans have been tracking with new minor league CBA this year. There's a, there's more of a cap on number of players that you can actually have in your organization. So there's some rules that kind of are nudging all of the teams that direction. But I think just in terms of some of the players that we got, 
we want to make sure we're putting them out there in a position to succeed, not get hurt. Uh, and I think we're excited about where a large portion of the group you know, showed up this year. Rob, you had a chance to head down south to the Dominican Republic and check out the Dominican Summer League team. And uh, you were raving about what you're seeing. Uh, just uh, from a general standpoint, before we get into some specific players, what's going on down there that has you uh, that excited? Yeah, so you know, this is very similar to the group of players we just talked about, guys that are getting their first touch of what it's like to be a professional. And that's every sense of the word of 16-, 17-year-olds living by themselves for the first time away from their families then obviously going out and competing five times a week for teams from other organizations. And, yeah, it, it is an exciting group that we have down there. I know that you know these are players that are further away. There's a lot of runway left in these guys' developmental career before, you know, we even think about hearing them out in progressive field. But just the the job that our, our Dominican staff is doing to kind of lay that base layer of foundation um, to set these guys up for success. And I think a huge credit goes out to our international scouting department with Paul Gillespie, Richard Conway, Alex DeMoyle. Like just the quality of player that we're bringing in at this age group is is really impressive, and I know we've had groups with, you know, Valera, Rocchio, Noel, Tena, like you know, some some classes in the past that that have really been deep, and I think you know this group that's out there right now has a chance to maybe match that here in the coming years. So, not to build expectation, but more just excitement around you know some of the quality that we're seeing down there. And, and again, it it might be a while, so folks may forget these names. But you want can you throw some names out there that yeah, that have really been exciting? You know, I think a, a couple, Welbin Francisca's an infielder that has played a lot of shortstop, really knows the zone, just advanced in a ton of things that he does, can impact the baseball. Jose Pirella, Yaikel Mijeris, uh, Luis Marejo, you know, there's a, a list of guys that uh, are, are pretty impressive both physically and just how they've been able to handle that league as, as 17-year-olds rookies getting their first taste of professional baseball and then you know a couple guys in arizona this past week too of of jason cheerio whose brother's obviously a you know a top prospect for for milwaukee but you know i think maybe the the next wave of 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 guardians prospects that hopefully fans get to learn more about and and we'll see here in the coming years i mean you talk about a 16 17 year old kid um it just sounds remarkable that that's someone that you can project down the road what what allows them to stand out you think at such a young age you know I, I, like i said i think it's a credit to our scouting departments getting the right guys but then also just their work ethic these guys coming in with the desire to improve is is really jumps out and, and it's exciting that's rob serfolio the director of player development for the guardians and that's going to do it for our show this week as always want to thank brian matze for helping to put things together each and every week. We'll join you again next week from back home at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.